Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Corey White. Corey, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's go. Corey is the co-founder and CEO of Cyvatar. They're a company offering a comprehensive collection of tools to help businesses of all sizes manage their cybersecurity risks. Corey, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. No, well, that's a lot. That's a, I can, I can <laughs> ramp for the whole time period on that in itself. But um, why I do um, what I do, I'm very big into um, why, because, um, you know, I, I, I want to I don't want to just do stuff randomly and I don't want to do things for for just money. It's very important for, for me to be able to do things and have a purpose behind it. So um, when I say purpose, I mean, how can we change this world? How can we make the world better uh, in my personal life and professional life? So it's absolutely key to define that. One of the best ways to do that, I don't know how many of you guys are uh, fans of um, Simon Sinek, but um, I had you know one of his, um, I think he calls them igniters, come out to want do a session with our team back in 2018 in my last company. And, and if you read his books, he talks about uh, the professional why, and then you got to figure out your personal why. And I was like, damn it, I've been living life for, you know, 40 some years and I don't even know my why, like what? Like I should know why I'm doing things. And, you know, if you look at it out there and you challenge people, you ask them, why are you doing this? And, you know, it's bullshit if they say, oh, to make money. I mean, come on, really? I mean, uh, hopefully we've evolved beyond making just money, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what is your why? And so um, my why, uh, and I, I tie personal and professional um, together because I, I don't believe that, you know, anybody in, in life should be saying, oh, this is this is work, Corey, right? This is what work Corey does. And then this is my, you know, personal Corey. I think those, if you want to be happy and comfortable with yourself and be authentic, it should kind of be the same or at least somewhat close. Mm -hmm. So my why is, is really um, I, I build companies um, and I run this company so that I have the opportunity to give people opportunities that normally would not have those opportunities um, to, to thrive. Um, I, I do this so that we can actually make things better in this world. And making things better doesn't mean Corey makes a shit ton of money. Making things better means that, that um, the individuals working in the company and the customers, and we call them members here, are members. Things actually get better as a result of that, that interaction. Um, and so it's kind of a personal metric. If you're working with me or my company, your life actually gets better. I'm not taking away um, additive and our companies are additive to, to the experience. I'm sorry, it was a long answer, but hopefully I covered it just because it's a deep question. Your why? Like, why uh, you I love it. That's perfect. And, you know, I was like you, and I think a lot of people are sort of just making our way along, not saying we were just getting by, but to really get clarity on what why it is that you do the things that you're doing, why it is that you're, I assume, working very, very hard and why you're investing so much of yourself into something. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense to to get clear on what that is. And that it probably it's probably been a benefit to you now that you've started really sharing that with others too. 
Oh yeah, it has been. It, um, one of the things that we're doing this year, uh, we started last year, we have these events called Sci Love. We'll go Sci Live, sorry. And and the thing is that we're going on tour, going to different cities around the United States. You gotta have a theme. And so one of our um, you know, you know, junior marketing team members um is just amazing and 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 they came up with the idea of it should be based on love or fear. And I was like, wow, I like that. Like like, you know, going back to the motivation of why, a lot of people do things out of fear. But wouldn't it be better if you did it out of love, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you take cybersecurity, for example, cybersecurity um, is very long time. It's been sold on what we call fear, uncertainty, and doubt, FUD, right? And and so <laughs> we try to force people to buy things. Because, oh, you're going to get hacked. They're going to come and get you. The world's coming to the end, la-da-da. Well, yeah, maybe some of that might happen, but why don't you take the approach and like, hey, we're going to do everything we possibly can to get you locked down and secure and make sure that you don't actually get hacked. And then we're also going to have a, a guarantee if something does happen, you're covered. Okay. And so it just it's the equivalent of saying, hey, you know, your house is going to get broken into. There's nothing you can do. Okay. You might as well, you know, buy whatever I'm trying to sell you. Uh, or, um, we're going to make sure your front doors and windows are locked and closed at all times. Now, if somebody still gets in, we still got you covered. You know, which one do you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants FUD, Corey. <laughs> but sold it all the time. Nobody wants to buy FUD. Nobody really wants to sell it either. So I, I, I feel like you've got the right approach. And um, how, how did you decide to go on tour? It seems like a great idea. It sounds like fun. <laughs> well, um, uh, I'll give you the colorful answer, which is actually the truth. And um, I, if, if I weren't actually doing cybersecurity, I'd be, I, I wish I could sing. I cannot sing. Sounds horrible. <laughs> my wife just runs and my kids run every time I try to sing in the house. So I can't sing. I'm an okay dancer. I can hold a beat, but I'm nothing spectacular there. And I'm like, well, damn it. I guess I'll, I'll do this cybersecurity thing. So, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have fun and I'm going to look good while doing it. And so one of the things I've been doing, after doing cybersecurity for 26 years, uh, myself and my co-founder, he's been doing it for 20 years as a CISO. And he's based out of London. Um, the best way to build relationships is get out there and go see people and build those relationships face to face. I know we're in the, the Zoom world and everything's all virtual, but still, I, I, there's a lot of merit and, and, and validity into face to face interactions and relationships. So we, we go on tour, we do, you know, we call side live happy hours um, and we choose a cool little swanky spot, rooftop bar outside because it's COVID uh, and make sure that, you know, it's leaks in fresh air. Um, happy hours, appetizers, and, and we, we chat, we meet people, we get to know, we build relationships, and that's worked really, really well. And, and that's, you know, back to your why, that's what I like to do. I like to like to drink, uh, I, you know, socially, and I'm not a drunk, but I like to drink socially, um, meet new people, have a good time, and I have a great conversation. So um, why wouldn't I do that in my professional life? Why wouldn't I tie those two together? What I found is that other people like to do that too. Nobody, if I were to say we're going to go to tour and have this stuffy, you know, conference room and we're going to do this PowerPoint presentation to you, okay? Most people was like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to go. But, you know, we did one in LA back in November. We had 102 people show up, you know, and nice. so, you know, it's, 
that that's cool, you know, and got a lot of leads out of it, built a lot of relationships. You actually hired a couple of people from the event, you know, just met. And so it's just been beneficial. So that's how we decided originally I wanted to be a music artist, which I suck at. So second best thing is be a cybersecurity professional and still go on tour. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. I think that's fantastic. Nice. All right. So and tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. How did you how did you find yourself in cybersecurity? Oh, okay. Um, well, those uh, uh, how I found myself in cybersecurity, that's an easier question, but I'll tell you the journey, which I think is interesting. How I found myself in cyber is um, I started in the mid-90s, and some of my first gigs uh, and as a consultant was, hey, can you um, connect us to the internet? And I'm like, sure, okay. So it's literally connecting to the internet. Then, like, uh, we're connected to the internet, but somebody just broke into some computers. Like, wait, okay, I'll put in a firewall. And I started putting in firewalls. And then next thing I know, I'm the security guy. And I was like, this is kind of cool, different, whatever. So it just, just blossomed from there. Uh, but the entrepreneurial journey, it, um, I think is really important for you. I was just talking to another entrepreneur right for this call. And he quit his job and went full time with his, his company that he had started on the side. But I think it's important for everybody in some form of fashion to jump and, and take that risk. And I use jump in particular. If, if uh, any of the listeners want to look at Steve Harvey, you Google Steve Harvey jump. He has a book on it now, but he had this um, really good video, um, like a couple minute video of what it's like to jump. And I love the way he explained it. I'm not going to do as, as well of a job, but when you jump, you know, you're going to get some bruises along the way, you know, you're going to get some scratches and everything else, but you're going to figure out how to fly. Okay. And, and once you figure out how to fly, that is, that is the beautiful part of it. Um, I think also it's beautiful to go through the pain the struggle, you know, the hustle to actually go through that process, but you're going to figure out how to fly. And so the entrepreneurial journey, you know, for me was, um, just really looking at when I left my last company, I, I talked to a bunch of companies. I had some venture capitalist friends. They introduced me into some companies. And every time I was interviewing, I was listening to what the, the founders were saying. I didn't like their why. Yeah, they didn't have one. They didn't, they didn't have a why. I'm like, I can't work for somebody that doesn't have a why. You know, or if they do have one, the why can't be, oh, we're going to make a lot of money. Like, really? Okay. You know, hopefully we've evolved beyond just making a lot of money. Why can't, you know, success be the outcome of who we are? Okay. And, and so, um, yeah, I think that, you know, Savitar eventually will make a lot of money, but we're not going to change who we are to make that money. Yeah. I think that's backwards. You know, why can't you be your authentic self and let that come, that come through and let that be what makes you the money instead of trying to force it. So after going through, you know, interviews and talking to companies and I always had in the back of my mind, maybe I should start my own. Maybe I should start my own. Everybody around me is like, so Corey, when are you start your own business? And I was thinking to myself, everybody's already figured out that I was already going to start my business. I hadn't figured it out. Maybe I should just listen to everybody else, which I never do. But ultimately I listened to myself and I was like, let's start a new company. Let's do it right. I, I just don't think anybody else is doing it right. So I had to build a new, new business, new model, new way to do cybersecurity. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. Why don't you listen to other people, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you turn to the side to ask that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I uh, get you a good blunt answer because they're mostly wrong. Mm -hmm. 
And if they are right, they're right for them, not mm. right for you. So you got to figure out what is right for you. And so listening to somebody else tell you that's their opinions, that's their experience. We all have our, li- our own life journey, our own plight. And so what is right for you may not be right for you know someone else. So you have to figure that out for yourself. Now that ties back into another thing that is also broken just kind of in society in general. I'm on a lifelong journey of, of, of finding yourself. You know, people say you, you graduate from high school and you got to take a year and go find yourself and all that stuff. I believe that. I truly believe that. Because what happens is when you're a kid, you're who your parents want you to be. You're following their lead and everything else, right? And then you got a few things. You got whether it be your parents and, and family, you've got, you know, society pressures and like, this is what it should be. You grow up and now married, get married and have 2.5 kids and dog picket fence. And that's what you think happiness is, but it may not be happy for you. You know, then you got all these things coming and dictating to you what happiness is. I think every individual should figure out what their own personal journey and happiness actually is. Once you figure that out, then you can go and start a new company or do your own thing um, and live your life that way. That's, 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 that's the sweet spot. It's never like you ever get there and you're like, oh, I found myself, I'm happy and all that and I'm authentic. And then you stop. Oh, there are layers. You keep on going deeper and deeper and deeper into it. But as you go deeper, you become a better person. You become a more evolved person. And so that's, again, I could rant on that for a while, but that's why you don't follow anybody else. You got to mm-hmm. you know, figure out who you are and then follow yourself and, and get in. I'm a universe kind of guy. So you get into the universal flow. You get into flow state in life. And then, then life's just fun. And it's also easier. Yeah, I think that that's all really well said. And I thousand percent agree with it. You know, there's so much that uh, that society puts on us and says that we're supposed to act a certain way. And what we've been talking about the whole time is figuring out what happiness is, 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 is for you. And then why not do business that way? Why not do life that way? Why does, why do things need to be segmented and separated? And, and, and why does this need to be a certain way? Because everybody else has always done it kind of a thing. Um, you know, I'm fond of saying we got, you know, there's only 50 Saturdays a year. I appreciate that there's 52, but you only got one crack at this deal. So maximize the time that we have. Yeah. Yeah. 1000%. And that's why within our company, we have this, this model, you know, that I know a lot of people say, it, but I don't think they actually believe it is the whole, you know, work hard, play hard. And I was interviewing a candidate that spoke to one of other executives and we did one of our side live tour um, things a couple of weeks ago, we did Miami, we did Tampa and, and they asked, how was that? How did it, how did it go? And, and the, the employee said, it was like, you know, you know, working at Disneyland. It was like Disneyland tour. Like it was just fun. He was, and you know, everybody's, you know, thing is different. So people might not like Disneyland, but at the end of the day, it should be a fun experience, but we're working hard at the same time. I, I truly believe, and a lot of people don't, you know, they don't get how this ties together is that, you know, you shouldn't have to go to work every day. You know, you shouldn't have a job. I'll tell people that I'm interviewing, this is not a job. Okay. This should be who you are. This is what you enjoy doing. So you can come into work and actually enjoy it. And it's something you can't wait to jump up a morning and do and go tackle. And, and that's, that's what it should be like here. And I told my team, if you're stressed out working here, 
call me. Let's have a conversation because I don't want anybody stressed out in this organization. <laughs> Interesting enough, I got a call. Um, one of my employees, um, she was on the wrong you know, job and she ended up uh, switching to another team. You know, and she was like, I felt like you were talking to me and when you said that. And I just had to reach out and we sat down and we talked about it. And I actually found another spot in the company and the other team wants me there and it's a better fit. I'm like, do it, 100%. So that, that's what it all means to me. I love it. What, what a great story. You know, you give people the opportunity and then they take advantage of it. So amazing. I love it. So, all right. Uh, well, I, I, I want to let you share with people how, how, why people come to Cyvatar, um, the, 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 the breadth of solutions you bring without talking about FUD. Talk, talk to us a little bit why people who, who is who is a good fit for for what you're doing? Yeah, it, it depends on the maturity of the organization, right? So if you're um, if a company thinks that they have cybersecurity figured out, they have a full cybersecurity program, then you don't need us. Right. We have this mantra. We only sell what you actually need um, and it's all outcome based. So, you know, the first thing we do in our sales process is we do a free security assessment. And once we do the assessment, that's that's usually done in about 15 minutes in an automated fashion. It's a questionnaire that we can do external scans and everything else, all that for free. But we're able to say, okay, you just said you don't have proper endpoint protection. You're not blocking a ransomware attack um, and you don't scan and patch your systems. You don't have multi-factor authentication. Then those are the solutions we're going to propose to you. Okay. And, and so the good was good about it. These are solutions. These aren't products. These aren't services. There are solutions that are tied to an outcome. And what we mean by that in 90 days or less guaranteed, it's going to be fully implemented. We're going to bring in our products, get you locked down secure, get you remediated, meaning fix the vulnerabilities, not, you know, clean alerts. Some people say remediation, we're going to clean out your alerts and you'll still have alerts, but there'll be better alerts. No, that's not remediation. Remediation is actually fixing the problem and then maintaining it on a continuous basis. So we are an outsourced cybersecurity vendor. We call it cybersecurity as a service. We had to create a new category in cybersecurity because nobody was doing it. You know why? It goes back to the, the FUD, love and fear you know, kind of thing. A lot of companies, they sell you something because it makes them more money. Okay. Um, and so the cybersecurity industry is, is really built by a bunch of vendors that are out. How can they make more money, get more money back to their VCs? Well, um, we built this from a customer perspective uh, because the customers are losing. So think about this. Um, when, you know, last year, I think it was $150 billion cybersecurity industry and growing. Um, there are over 4,000 cybersecurity companies out there. Um, you know, more and people are getting more and more people get into the industry, but the number of attacks increased. Okay, successful attacks increased. So we're spending more on it and the problem's getting worse. Like what was happening here? The problem is, is that most cybersecurity companies, they aren't trying to fix the problem. <laughs> they don't have to fix the problem to make money, okay? Um, we, we just said, all right, we'll fix the problem. That's how we'll make money. And so that's, that's you know, game-changing. And again, the last thing I'll say is success is the outcome of who we are. Um, and so success will be from us helping, not just seeing an alert and telling you that something's wrong. I love it. Well, Corey, the people are ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Oh, yeah. I think it ties into everything we've been talking about. It's really simple. Lead with love. Yeah, I, I know it may sound cliche in these day and time, but lead with love. And what that actually means is um, in business, 
make a difference for your customers. Actually make a difference for your customers. Make sure that's what you're doing. On top of that, in your personal life, um, have a personal, personal mantra. If people interact with you or your business, their lives actually get better. Um, I love that um, um, Adam Grant, who's you know a, a pretty well-known author, he talks about give or take. And most people aren't conscious of, are you a giver or are you a taker? And so the, the real the easy answer is if, if, if you don't know which one you are, then you're probably a taker. Um, and so be conscious of being a giver, you know, give to make a difference. And he's done the research. A lot of people say nice guys, nice, nice people finish last. Um, well, um, his stats actually show that they actually, depending on how you approach it, statistically, nice people finish first. And they also can finish last as well. It depends on how you prioritize things. So it's, I think it's important to um, look at things the right way. And even if I finish in the middle, I'd still be a nice guy, you know, still be a giver. That's just how I choose to live my life. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. Corey, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and Cybertar? Absolutely. Uh, really, we're all over social media. Our website is savitar.ai. Um, please visit us there. Um, follow us on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, I'm Corey D. White. Uh, you can look me up on, on LinkedIn there. Um, on top of that, we're, we're on TikTok, Twitter, um, um, Facebook, actually. We're, we're, we're everywhere. Um, follow us. Um, again, you'll see who we are because we we focus on providing um, outcomes and giving back to the community and not just taking. So, so thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this much as I did, show Corey your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to cyvatar.ai. That's C-Y-V-A-T-A-R.ai. Find him on social media. Corey, are you dancing on those TikToks? man <laughs> uh, not yet okay not yet, but i will be i've, I've, got, I've <laughs> got some employees there dancing so we'll get there. i love it and until next time keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together